Ramil here and welcome to another episode of Inebriated Genius. Um, I definitely apologize for last week. That was 100% my fault. Uh, trying to uh, hook up instrumentals through the mixer and laptop. Trying to freestyle off the Who Run It beat. But hey man, shit happens for you boy. But um, thanks everybody that hit me up. Asking what the next episode was. Now y'all know why I didn't come out. So let me just go ahead and start with some announcements. Uh, basketball camp. June 21st and 2nd, Bachelor, Louisiana. Uh, that's pretty much the only thing I got currently right now. But let's go ahead and get into the show. First thing I want to go ahead and do is talk about these Netflix documentaries that they've been dropping. These motherfuckers have been hard. To be perfectly honest, they've been hard. First, they dropped the Fire Festival, which I'm going to come back to. They dropped uh, Abducted and Plain Sight, which I saw last night. The whitest white people shit of white history. How the fuck you let your child get kidnapped twice by the same person and the kidnapper then slept with the mama and the daddy. And that young man is a that boy said the kidnapper asked me to relieve him in the front seat. So he said like a dummy I relieved him. No. You liked it, that boy. That's why you relieved him. But um what else they got? Oh, and they dropped that show um by Killer Mike. I think it's called Trigger Ones with Killer Mike. Hey, it's kind of off the wall, but it definitely works if you uh, pay attention to the message and not exactly what's going on. Because, for example, on the first episode, Killer Mike tried to live completely black, almost failed, and he did that for three days. We don't understand how limited as black people we are to certain resources, excuse me, until you actually attempt to live that way. But definitely check that out. All that's on Netflix. Oh, back to uh, the Firefest documentary. They had two, one on Netflix, one on Hulu, and I definitely have to say the one on Netflix is more entertaining, but the one on Hulu is Hulu is more informative. And that boy Andy definitely stole the show. The boy had an had an option to go get a hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of water or suck a dick. And Andy definitely was down for whatever had to go down. So, I personally don't have anybody on my squad that loyal to just go ahead and definitely take one for the team. Because normally we, as dudes, when we say take one for the team, is definitely at some point just getting the quiet girl or the chick that's not seen the best looking of the group. Or the fat with in certain cases. But, hey, that's just what it is sometimes. But when that nigga said take one for the team, he really meant go suck a dick. So, I don't think nobody on my squad is that uh, loyal to do anything for the squad, for the cause, the team, or whatever the fuck you niggas are calling uh, groups these days. But none of them are that um, excessive to do that. But yeah, they also got the uh, Ted Bundy tapes out, which I haven't started on yet. And I'm also hearing good things about this show called You, if I'm not mistaken. Which normally when people suggest shows to me, I really don't watch them. I just wait until either I have time or the actual show goes off the air. And then I'll sit down and watch it. But I'm going to check those two out in the coming weeks. So I'll give y'all an update on how I feel about those. Um, Also, last night, I watched uh, Amanda Seals. Well, not last night. I watched it um, earlier this morning. Um, Amanda Seals' stand-up, I Be Knowing. I will say that it is for her first attempt. It is a solid stand-up special. The only problem is that I had was that whoever cut her trailers for the premiere actually did her disservice because some of the best stuff that she put out was actually in the trailer so it didn't hit the same but just knowing the type of personality she is and the kind of uh, context and knowledge that she has she'll push out a better one but the second go around um i believe it might be better than uh tiffany haddish's first stand-up might be but i have to watch 
um, seals again because I only watched it once and I think I've seen Tiffany's uh, two or three times and good majority of her stand-up special was in her book which I have read as well so but I, if you're a fan of her definitely check it out if you're trying to become a fan for her this is not the the proper uh, measure to use I definitely would say that you should uh, check out her uh, podcast small doses first and then you'll get an idea of what direction is going but until then uh, you might want to stay clear of it uh, what else we got? Oh, another thing that we got. Uh, my boy, one of my favorite rappers of all time, DMX, got out of jail on Friday. Shit, I was so excited. I took a half day off work. Goddamn, got some liquor. Put on party up. And definitely had was waking it up around the crib. But one of my boys, I got to call you out on this, said that DMX has no quote-unquote good-ass music, which I fucking fail to differ with. I differ 100% with because... If you say DMX, you can at least rat off at least four to five songs without hesitation. When somebody say DMX to me, I go slipping, party up, Rough Riders Anthem High is going down, what these bitches want. And that's just the start. Then you got What's My Name, uh, Fucking With X. You got all that shit going on. My boy say he has no good records. But, I, you know, as one of my boys say, he's from Arkansas, so I really don't count him. But he going to hear this, and he probably going to hit me up about it. But, hey, bro, you fucking tripping with this DMX uh analysis that you got what's another thing we got oh yeah i've been having a long discussion about this shit all week which is the saints versus rams miss call now being from louisiana i'm definitely supposed to take the route of the saints but let me let y'all in on a little secret growing up in louisiana the saints were terrible basically we almost sold them for a baseball team people don't know that that's why we end up with the uh the hornets which actually changed the name back to the pelicans but so, the refs missed the good old pass interference slash helmet to helmet call on the Rams, which uh, caused the Saints to have a fourth down and, and was forced to kick a field goal. Here's my take on it. Once again, yes, it was a missed call, probably one of the worst of all time in the playoff situation and or probably the regular season. But the Saints had two minutes left in the game and overtime, and they still failed to win the game so what, what we're gonna do about it like gotta let it go they're not gonna replay the game you can file a lawsuit on thing gonna do is push that shit past the super bowl so because you're not gonna go back and play that one minute and 40 some odd seconds that was left you know they kick a field goal your defense could have stopped them them from getting the field goal they didn't y'all got the ball in overtime breeze through a pick ram score like what what what, what we supposed to do about that <laughs> i really don't know at this point yeah, it was a fucked up call, but shit, we're going on damn near oh, two weeks, and we're still talking about it. So, and what's going to happen is that they're going to try to force a rule change, and we're going to be going back and reviewing every single penalty that the game has to offer, or at least the ones in the last two minutes. But to be honest, I really don't like any kind of report that comes out after the game of what was missed, because that shit does nothing for nobody. I hate the NBA last two-minute rule as well. Like, yeah, the ball went out on such and such with 30 seconds to go. You're not going to give them the point. Shit, what, what we gonna do about it? Instead of make somebody else mad. Don't do shit. So just move on from the situation. I know the Saints, this is a hard one to swallow because now I sit back and think about it. They also fucked up last year with the Minnesota Miracle when uh, the DB went under and got them stuff on Diggs, ran and scored a touchdown, and the Knicks didn't make it to the NFC Championship game. So the Saints just got some bad luck. You got a 40-year-old quarterback, but you still got all the skill pieces around him. Maybe you can rattle off one more magical run, but... Who fuck knows? Shit happens. Then now we got Saints. Not Saints, but then we got Chiefs. No? Fuck we got. 
Pats and Rams. That's what the fuck we got. I don't understand it. I really don't think this Super Bowl is going to be watched by a lot of people, to be honest with you. Because, like, either if it does, it's just motherfuckers turn, tuning in to watch the, uh, the fucking Patriots lose. Because I don't think nobody in America outside of Southern California and probably in St. Louis fucking riding with the Rams or motherfuckers that just hate uh, the Patriots. I think it's going to be real, real low views on this one. Just like I think when the NBA Finals all boils down to, it's going to be the Warriors and everybody else. And I really think those um, ratings are not going to be high. The only way NBA ratings go up high is that the uh, the Warriors' uh, current team breaks up at some point. That's when everything will shift back to the way that it currently was. The NBA ratings have always been up and down depending on what team is the most uh, dominant at the time. Hey, Saints fans, I'm sorry. I'm related to some of y'all. Some of y'all know me personally. Don't hit me up on no bullshit. But, hey, it's time to move on and let God let go and let God. Let's see what we got coming up next. Uh, oh, the government opened back up, which is a good thing. But in that skit, Dave Chappelle said, I see the government open up, but wait, it's three weeks later. Now I see that motherfucker shutting right back down. So, Because I truly, truly believe that they're not going to come to any kind of conclusion about what the fuck is going on out here in the world. For the simple fact that that boy Donnie, the president, is goddamn adamant that he's going to get this $5.7 billion. You see motherfuckers try to uh, mask it up a different way about when he's going to get the five, when he's going to um, build the wall. Let me let, some, let, me let, let me let you know something, my boy. Building the wall is not going to do shit for anybody. For the simple fact that if you're building a wall, in the words of the good brother Andrew Schultz, Mexico is building a fucking ladder to come over this up, bitch. And if you do decide you're going to try to take the top off, they're going to dig their way up under that bitch. I've seen Bad Boy 2 a hundred times. And that's exactly how they uh, got uh, Johnny Tapia. That's how they got to his house. Built a goddamn underground tunnel with Tito. All I can tell you is America worried about motherfuckers getting in. Need to worry about the motherfuckers that are here. Because while we arguing about the government being shut down, three more mass shootings have happened over the past weekend. And I'm, and I'm pretty sure that every, I haven't even looked into all of them. But I can just look up in the sky and just, if I want an answer, I can guarantee you every shooter was white. And probably a white man at that. And just for the, and also this week, it was a white dude that came out since he can't get a girlfriend and he was a virgin. He was going to shoot up a place full of women. But you worry about a motherfucking wall when you got people like that out here tripping. But in the words of the great Amanda Seals, the world would be better if everybody wakes up with a nut. And I truly feel that way as well. What the fuck we got going on? Oh, some shit that came out a couple days ago, which was uh, the game dropping bars that he supposedly smashed Kim. Kardashian back in the day had a choking on his cum and shit like that. But to me, like I said to anybody that asked me about it, that shit is super fucking corny. And the reason I say it's corny because you ain't supposed to be your man's. Like you just worked this nigga on your last album. You created some good some good music with that nigga, like couldn't get far. So but you and you just said a couple years ago that you was gonna respect that situation, even if you did smash Kim back in the day, you ain't gotta keep bringing it up if there's somebody that's your man's. I know a lot of people out there saying, well, Kim got with, um, well, yeah, got with Kim, and you know her past and all that shit, but at what point does somebody's past continue to haunt their future? If they've continually grown and evolved, like, we still, we don't see Kim out here wilding like she used to be, so why does that shit keep coming up in the past? Like, I'm a nigga, and shit, we all got a past, but if somebody kept throwing the old shit that I used to do up, shit, I'm gonna feel the type of way too. Niggas ain't gonna stop until Kanye shoot one of them. That's all that's gonna happen. Boys try that man wife at least every three months. Somebody try his wife or one of his uh, sister in laws on some fuck shit. That ain't gonna stop till Southside Ye come out 
and put around in somebody, which I don't think he's gonna do. But boys gonna gonna stop fucking with yeah at some gonna stop fucking with him at some point. Uh, he tried told Nick Cannon stop talking about his wife. He gonna tell he probably hit up game and probably say the same shit. But like if that's your man's though, your boy. There ain't no shit you supposed to do, bro. Game, you you dope as fuck as a rapper, but that shit's super corny, bro, because it, it seems like you're actually just trying to capitalize off that Kardashian name for your new shit. Bro, you cold. You don't need no kind of shit like that. Even though you saying that it's all in the context of rap, my boy, it's a limit to this shit as far as when it comes to your mans. Like, Ye and fucking Jay been beefing slick for the last couple of years, but that nigga ain't never threw a bar about his wife out there. You know what I'm saying? Just, just if you want that smoke with him, just get it with him. Shit. J. Cole just dropped Middle uh, Child the other day and threw a ball or a few AA. So, you know. It is what I think that nigga low hanging fruit at this point. So everybody just keep growing at him. But even Soldier Boy with that uh with that trending ass topic interview that he was going for that we fucking pushed and helped him get is was doing shit like that. He was like, um he like, yeah, you ain't this, yeah, ain't that, yeah, ain't this, yeah, ain't that. But, nigga, you the one that's talking about yeah, yeah, ain't talking about you. I understand if it was back and forth. But I don't trust no nigga that can't tell me where he from. The nigga told me, said he was from Bompton. Nigga grew up saying he was from Mississippi. Nigga say he from outside of Atlanta. We don't know where the fuck Soldier Boy is from. The nigga is Shad Moss of rap. So, Shad Moss is a nigga that used to be by a while. Niggas don't want Shad Boss. Niggas prefer Bow Wow, but he don't want to give him Bow Wow, so that nigga Shad Moss. And Soldier Boy is the same nigga, but he tried to go by Big Draco. Yeah, that nigga did a lot of shit, but at the same time, we live in a motherfucking what have you done for me lately society, my nigga. We ain't heard no fucking hits in the past 10 years. I think the last hit was fucking, um, shit. What was that nigga last hit? Probably, been, probably fucking turned my swag off. Most likely. And now when I was in college back in, what, 2011, 2012, I think, when that shit dropped? Maybe. Maybe it was around that time. I think because he dropped, like, Turn My Swag On, Pretty Boy Swag, and all that shit around the same time. And that was it. I knew, this is, I'm going to tell y'all something. I knew Soldier Boy and Shad Moss' career was over at the same time. And I'm going to tell you why. These niggas, a couple years ago, I remember sitting at my brother's crib watching, this one, uh, videos used to come on all the time on BET. Sitting down. Watching the fucking video and a video for a song called Marco Polo. But them two niggas came on. I seen that fucking video and I said to myself, oh, it's over. For both of them. They have nowhere to go at this point. It was over and shit. And me and my boy was arguing about this earlier who had a bigger career. Soulja Boy and Shad Moss. As much as Shad Moss and Doris niggas. Shad Moss, I got to give it to him, man. I don't think Soulja Boy had a bigger career than Shad Moss. No way. At this point. Granted. Shad Moss been in the game, shit, damn that 20 years, if I'm not mistaken. And Soldier Boy ain't been in this bitch 10, so maybe if we mark 20 for 20, Soldier Boy might surpass that nigga. But right now, it's definitely going to um, Shad Moss. And um, the other thing that was wild this week was uh, fucking, well, not this week, but I think it was last week and a little bit into this week was uh, that nigga Future, who just dropped that new album, Wizard. Um, I haven't listened to the album as of yet. But what I do know is that that motherfucking first two tracks they released was trash as fuck. They they missed the mark, and it was a, it was a twenty track record. But he was zero for two so far. So he got so he can possibly go eighteen to twenty. But which future we talking about? I doubt it because uh, after Dirty Sprite two, the nigga fell the fuck off. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Dirty Sprite two was just a collision of the last three mixtapes that he put out and some new shit that he uh, banged together. But other than that, that nigga been hit and miss. Um. 
the Evol, which is love spelled backwards mixtape, was pretty straight. But other than that, that nigga been hit and miss ever since then. And I don't think that shit's going to get no better. Nigga's not going to have a bigger year than he did in 2015. I don't think that nigga can crank out another March Madness for us. And if you can't crank another one of them out, it's over for you, bro. I really don't know what the fuck to tell you at this point. Hey, man, hopefully you you make some good shit and stop talking about your baby mama and stop talking about uh, everybody else. And the nigga really trash as fuck for saying that he quit lean but wasn't telling his fans that he quit lean. That lets me know that you don't have enough trust in your fan base to continue and to grow. Like, nigga, bro, this is, uh, you're affecting way more people than you actually know. So, I mean, you rap about lean about 60% of the time. So, it should be, you know what I'm saying, one of those records like, hey, you know, turn up, trap, um, done with lean, let's move on to something else. But, you refuse to do that. But, the biggest problem I had with you this week, well, last week, was when you called out your baby mama for uh, introducing your son to Russell Wilson before, you know, she met you. Well, he met you. Now, as a person that has no kids, I'm always st- taking a step back and looking at this. Now, here's the thing. If she offered to introduce dude to you and you turned it down, it ain't, it ain't on her no more. But if she didn't do it and she and didn't consult with you, then you got a real issue with it. But the overall thing is the uh, the betterment and the protection of the child. I don't think Russell's beating the hell out of the future or leading him in the cold and no shit like that. It actually looked like he liked, dude, to be honest with you. You should just, you know, I think you and Russell can actually have a phone conversation at this point. I think Sierra and Russell's been together damn near four or five years. If you ain't had the time to have that conversation, you really don't want to have that motherfucker, to be perfectly honest with you. If you come at Russell like a man, I'm pretty sure he'll come at you like a man. But if you do some Nicki Minaj shit, what you did was get on your fucking radio show, blast everybody from behind that mic. But I'm pretty sure you ain't going to say that shit to nobody. And then he was like, he when Hove dropped that ball on four 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 about him, he was like, I hollered at Hove, but at the same time, I don't really think Hove was like a super apologetic. Hove probably said, Oh my bad and kept it moving. I don't think Hove fucked with a lot of niggas like that to be explaining himself. I don't think Hove go back and forth with no nigga um which is the worst of the great uh Lil Duval. Hey man, like I said, just give us some just come back with some good music, bro, cause I got a feeling you're gonna be uh, another offer with this album. But I'm going to check it out, though, and see what the fuck is going on with it. What else the fuck we got? But I, but I do got one more thing to talk about, which I almost slipped my goddamn mind. And I don't know how, which has been a goddamn major story, um, which is the allegations against uh, Chris Brown. Now, from the story that we got, Chris was supposedly, allegedly, because everything is still under investigation, but he's been let go. And I think he's still in Paris, but I'm not actually sure. But from the story that she says that she met Chris at the club, he invited her back to the hotel room with him and his people where everybody was kicking it. He was playing music off the phone or whatever. Might have been some new music because he got some new shit coming. And what supposedly happened is that she went to the bathroom. He cornered her, pulled her in, raped her anywhere between 20 and 35 minutes. Let her go. She was pulled into another room by another person raped and then beat by a security guard and it took her uh, three days to come forward before she made the um complaint against chris and his team and chris is saying that it's bullshit because there were 20 25 people in the room he played music off his iphone the whole time his girlfriend was there and nobody else heard and or seen anything about this 
Now, I take rape as a very serious allegation. Very seriously. Because the one thing about rape is that something that you're accused of, regardless you're found innocent and or guilty, you'll never get that shit off your name. I don't give a fuck what happens. Uh, shit happened to Kobe back in the day. Never off his name. Uh, Nate Parker, not off his name. The shit will never go away. Regardless of whatever you say, that shit will never go away. You've already lost that battle in the, on, in our public opinion. The shit is gone. But if he is, he needs to be, you know what I'm saying, handled by the full extent of the law. That's 100%. Regardless of if he did it, shit, hey, you did it, you got to deal with the consequences. But if he didn't do it, I think that whatever charges that he was going to get, she should get charged for doing exactly what she's doing to him. Because, like I said, that ruins a reputation for life. This is no play-play shit. Everybody knows that when you get hit with a, uh, with that R word on your reputation, I ain't talking about uh, the R word that used to mean special like D-Ray said. When they talk about rape and they bring your name up, this shit is never going to be the same. And Chris has definitely came out and said he didn't do it. There was no... None of that, which I would expect him to say if he didn't do it. But then I don't want to discredit her because the story that she told. So I always have to wait for the facts to everything to come out and then I go from there. But like I said, if he did it, it needs to be handled. If he didn't do it, she needs to be handled. It's too many people that have been put in both situations. I've seen women that go on that have pop- that have been raped and nobody and nothing happens to anybody. But I've also seen dudes who've been falsely accused go sit in jail for years and there's nothing happens to the accuser. Emmett Till was killed for almost the exact same reason for whistling at a white woman. And she came out on her deathbed and said that none of that was true. Like what am I supposed to do with that? Granted, she was a white woman, don't know the the race and or nationality of this lady. But that was in France a strong possibility. She's a white woman that can speak French. But like I said, um, hope everything goes well for whatever party that needs to go well for everybody else. Eh, you know what you can do. And But like I will always tell you, if you ever hear about me raping somebody, that's 100% false. Because one, rape takes too much effort. And two, I ain't got to take shit from no female. My brother told me when I was 17 years old, say I'd never get you out of jail for rape. And I'd never get you out of jail for stealing. Because you ain't got to steal or take shit from Nobody. I know a lot of people don't disagree with me. Mostly, I want to say mostly women, but from what I've learned from the article of the situation, if you are a black man and or a woman that's deeply rooted in the black community, they'll let some shit slide. Because now, you got to think about it, we let R. Kelly slide for 25 years in the public. I mean, Mary and Aaliyah, the sex tape, and all that shit was right there in front of our eyes, but as soon as the Ignition remix came on, all that shit went right under the fucking, under the rug. Believe I Can Fly was sung at damn near every 90s baby's graduation from 96 up until probably about 2001 when he dropped the world's greatest. Because I remember singing that in my sixth grade uh, D.A.R.E. program graduation. And by the way, I don't know why the fuck they got D.A.R.E. in schools anyway because everybody I know that graduated D.A.R.E. has dealt with drugs and or alcohol at some point in time. I think people take D.A.R.E. way too early. You give me D.A.R.E. in the sixth grade, I'm not going to remember that shit by 10th grade. Most of the time when motherfuckers start experimenting with shit. Dare should be giving your senior year in high school as an elective so you can graduate. Because, goddamn it, like I said, everybody has experimented with drugs and or alcohol by the time they graduated high school if you took Dare in sixth grade. And plus, when I was in Dare, my uh, my Dare teacher was related to my family, so I really ain't pay attention to shit half the time. And I'm a, and this is a podcast called Inebriated Genius, so I'm pretty sure she would be extremely devastated about uh, the results of uh, Dare just talking to me. 
Hey, uh, but like I said, I'll be posting a new book that we got for the month of uh, February in the Brothers Book Club that I'm a part of. It's called uh, Crazy Love by Francis Chan. Um, deals with uh, the dynamics of um, love, marriage, and religion and how that all plays together. Now, I just want everybody to know that when you get into these religious debates, you better hold your ground. Cause somebody out there is willing to go war, to go to war with you, and I'm definitely about that smoke when it comes to it. So, um, I'll be posting that up um, on my social media, which is the Black Tar Heel, which is B L K T A R H E E L twenty four. That's on Twitter and IG, and I will be back with some new. Well, also with another read that I'm probably gonna be doing this month as well, because I know I'm gonna do two or three reads a month depending on the length of the book. Um, I'm actually going to be needing somebody to run my social media for these, um, for the podcast account, because I don't see how people be on social media all day. You know what I'm saying? I have a regular nine to five and also do this shit and also look for content in other places and other projects that I'm working on. So probably be having somebody else run them social media accounts, but just with my approval, um, definitely will be getting new artwork for when you guys, uh, see the, uh, podcast for streaming. Definitely need that. Cause I think that Cabo pick definitely got to come down there at some point because i'm pretty sure nobody knows who the fuck i am in there because I, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing and um what else do i got anything else on this list make sure i went through every fucking thing because i don't want to do like you uh do in the argument when you uh be having a good shit to say and then as soon as you hang up the phone you be like fuck i forgot to say this so let me make sure yeah i ain't got nothing else left for y'all i mean i ain't have no questions this week if i did i lost them and uh, my bad about that too but we'll be back next week of course definitely got a, a couple more guests coming on like I told y'all on previous episode I really don't like doing this alone but hey if I can't get no guests that's not gonna stop the uh, stop the grind stop the show make sure you're checking out the uh, the podcast on all streaming networks um, I put some episodes up on uh, SoundCloud finally definitely got Apple Podcasts we got uh, Spotify Google Play tried to get on Pandora but they tried to sugar ignite me so I ain't gonna fuck with that and as of now, I got to get these streaming numbers up and these episodes up to fuck with Pandora, which I think is going to be a great platform because that shit is free. And you can definitely go ahead and check out episodes on that bitch. Um, what else we got? Hey, uh, I know that since the government opened, everybody about to be rushing to get these W-2s in. Y'all might want to slow down because that shit going to be delayed because niggas just going back to work. So whatever uh, car you about to put a down payment on, you might want to hold that bitch. Whatever new clothes you got on layaway, you might want to keep them bitches on there just a little bit longer. I'm about to just, I'm about to dip out on y'all, man. I ain't got nothing else left. Like, I ain't got nobody else on here with me to bounce no ideas. But I always remember, man, I'm not the best window unit in the store. But if you give me a little, little bit of time, I'll definitely get the whole house cold if you want me to. It's been another episode of Knee Brady Genius. Thank you for listening.